Kira Wellington. This is Perrine on B Side Stories for Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. Today I am out and about, um, come to talk to Jack Rainey from Everybody Eats, which is a pay as you feel dining establishment in Dixon Street, Wellington. Kia ora, Jack. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, normally <laughs> I introduce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I welcome people, but it's nice to be welcomed somewhere, <laughs> um, somewhere else for a change. So we are sitting up on the second floor of the Dixon Street premises. Um, the old big Kumara. Yes. 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 Yeah. And then it used to be. Was it Bats for a while as well? The uh, theatre. I think it was. A, yeah, it was Bats pop up. Um, space. It was also a comedy club, I think, at yes. one point. And there's a dance studio next door. Right. Yeah. As it always used to be when it was the oh, big Kumara, okay, of course. Right, okay, <laughs> okay. I've only been no, going here once. No, no, no. As a kind of dance studio when it was the big Kumara. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so we'd love to hear a little bit about Everybody Eats and um, what you guys are trying to achieve here. Could you start by just telling us what the premises is and what you're trying to achieve? Absolutely, absolutely. So Everybody Eats was established about three or four years ago uh, in Auckland by a guy called Nick Loosley. Um, and he operates two sites in Auckland, a five night a week in Onihanga and a pop-up on a Monday night at Jamaisy Street on K Road. And at Wellington Plate last year, he... Um, had our official launch for the Wellington Everybody Eats. We ran a 10-week trial period on a Tuesday night. That then rolled into a permanent Tuesday slot. And for the last two or three months, we've been operating Sunday, Monday, Tuesday nights. Um, so we, uh, as you said, we're a uh, pay-as-you-feel Koha dining restaurant. We offer three courses and all our food is donated. It's, it's surplus food that's basically been destined to be thrown away. Things past their best before date. Um, and we then, um, with the help of an incredible army of volunteers, we then turn it into an entree main dessert and we feed everybody who turns up, basically. Uh, we have three missions around the Everybody Eats charity. The first is um, food poverty and basically feeding those in the vulnerable community in Wellington that can't afford food. We are trying to reduce food waste, so we're taking food that was basically destined to be thrown away and, and repurpose it and, and turn it into um, wonderful meals. And our third um, mission is to help stop social isolation. So this is why we operate as a restaurant. Um, we, a lot of, um, we find in the community that we become more isolated, especially as um, with the likes of uh, wealth and certain circumstances in the community can easily separate everyone. Um, but by operating as a restaurant, we bring people together over the common element of, of dining and eating. So those are our three missions that we're trying to um, help Wellington with and help New Zealand with, really. Yeah. What's your role at Everybody Eats? Um, so m I'm the restaurant manager, so I manage this whole site. I uh, manage the volunteer portal, so looking after it, making sure our rosters are full, putting calls out if we need more um, volunteers, letting volunteers know if we have too many um, people on the roster. Um, I um, 
managed group reservations. We get a lot of companies around Wellington that will submit interest to have a, a, s a, a group of their um, employees come here to volunteer their time. I've, I've found a lot of companies actually, as part of their their mahi, they actually have hours don't uh, designated every month to volunteer work. So we often get groups in here and manage those. Um, I do some of the collections for our food for here. Um, there's a lot of sort of little bits and pieces of operation. I, you know, I manage cash up and finishing up the restaurant. And then obviously between the hours of six and eight, I'm managing the service as well. So making sure our guests are happy, um, food's going out in a timely manner that there's no issues in the restaurant or in the queue downstairs, making sure my volunteers feel safe and feel comfortable and are having a good time. Um, and yeah, and then throughout the week when we're not operating, I'm constantly checking uh, the volunteer portal to make sure the roster's looking good for the next week, keeping on track of that. And then I work closely with um, uh, our chef in charge. So we've got a chef in the kitchen called Jack O'Donnell. He's the old Lead Street baker. And he came on when we went to three nights a week so that we had a permanent uh, kitchen figure in there running the kitchen. And so he designs all the menus for us, puts it together, Gets it helps it make sure it gets prepped on time, make sure the service is running, and then he's part he's in charge of kitchen clean down and finishing up there. Yeah. Two jacks on board. Two jacks on board, <laughs> yes. Not a bad that thing. Must be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so I was gonna ask you what proportion of the food here is food rescue, but you said it all is. Well uh, it's probably it sits around 90 percent is probably is yep. repurposed. We have a budget of about yeah, it is. We have a budget of about a dollar per person for food costs, um, and we do have to buy food because we open on a Sunday, and most of the food donation charities aren't open on Sundays, and so we do have to make sure we've got food coming in for that night. Um, there are a lot of staples we have to buy: spices. Um, lentils, grains, pulses, things like that, um, bits and pieces. So we do do purchase food, but the bulk of our produce, the bulk of our meat um, is all donated. Yeah, it's quite high actually, yeah, yeah. And with the kind of, um, with the model of taking expired and donated goods, how do you, or how do you and your kitchen crew make sure that it's both and also nutritious, like kind of balanced in a way that, you know, you don't always have the choice of what you're getting. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, fortunately for us, a lot of the charities that donate, we have two main ones, Kai Bosch and uh, Kiwi Community Assistance. They're out in Granada. Um, they um, do a lot of sorting at their end before it even is donated out. So Kiwi Community Assistance, they donate probably 95% of all our meat that we use here. And they are situated out with the big supermarket chains out in Granada. So basically what happens is the supermarkets, are they have um, people from them on, their on the KCA Board of Trustees. So they're actually part of the charity as well. They help it operate. And what happens is when meat hits the end of its use-by date, it's put straight into the freezer and it's taken to KCA frozen and from there it's just packed into boxes frozen and we pick it up frozen we keep it in our freezer we sort it out at our end into into groups so chicken and beef and mince etc etc 
And then when we have enough of one protein, we then will defrost that overnight to use the next day. Um, we, just like any restaurant, we, have, we adhere to very strict health and safety rules with uh, temperature checks, um, kitchen hygiene, um, volunteer hygiene. There's inductions for volunteers when they come on board. Health and safety is monitored throughout the shift. It, we, ha we follow the exactly the same guidelines as any other operating restaurant in Wellington. Um, it's just that we're using food at the other end of the spectrum as opposed to restaurants who um, are buying stuff much fresher and much newer. And the then wasting it. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully not. Hopefully but yeah. not. But I mean, the produce, uh, most produce is fine anyway towards the end of its life. I think people are probably a bit too quick to dump, really. Um, uh, you'd be very surprised at some of the quality we actually do get that would have been considered unsellable in supermarkets. Um, but, I mean, Jack O'Donnell is a bit of a food genius, really. He's got some very clever tips and tricks to help preservation of food. For example, we had a fruit salad last week and what was left he uh, cooked down with some sugar and some vanilla and actually made a big fruit caramel out of it. Ooh. So there, he's very mindful of waste and he's very clever with making sure stuff is kept and not we're not wasting anything. Yeah. Um, and then at the other end of the spectrum, the stuff that isn't usable and all our bits and pieces that we prep, we then compost anyway. So we are trying to really close that loop with food waste. Yeah. So instead of going to the landfill, we're actually putting it back into the earth. So yeah. yeah. And do you use one of the Kaida compost or well we've we've been um, using uh, Kai cycle for ah, quite yeah. a bit. Um, however, unfortunately, our volume of composting <laughs> has um, outgrown their capacity. Too much to get on a bike. Basically, <laughs> well, we've been dropping it off. Basically, right. it's too much for them. Um, we're hoping to get back on board with them in the future if they can increase their capacity. We're currently at the moment looking to find another supplier. Currently. Jacko and I actually take it home and put it into our compost. Ah, yeah, so <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and <coughs> can I t can you tell us a bit about your um, your pretty amazing crew of volunteers? Oh, they, they're <laughs> absolutely amazing. I can't speak highly enough of them. There, it's it's very humbling working alongside these people. We've got um, uh, volunteers who are here all three days were open, from open to close as well. So they're volunteering 30 hours a week of their time to help us with our operation, ranging from volunteers who, who will come t for one day a month on a regular basis. It's a very diverse um, variety of people. Um, not all, very few are actually in hospitality themselves. It's from all walks of life. Um, but they absolutely love it. They love it. The energy in this room during dinner service is really magic. It's wonderful environment. It's really warm, inviting, credible food. Um, I can't really speak more highly of them. They're very, it's, it's they're very amazing people, um, yeah. and it's wonderful to have them. Mm. So, what's the? Um, it sounds like there's probably quite a few drivers for people to get involved. But what's? Can I ask about your main? reason for being here? Oh, well, um, oh, it sounds awful, but it was sort of by accident. So <laughs> I'm also the restaurant manager of Floriditas on Cuba Street. So I split my time between both jobs. Um, and I'd actually gotten rid of social media for a, a bit of a period of time. I had a bit of a eight month, 10 month break of it. And my boss at Floriditas said that Everybody Eats was looking for a manager. This was before we were a three night a week operation. 
uh, she said they'd posted an ad on Instagram and she actually submitted my name for the role. <laughs> and so I interviewed for it. It sounded great, sounded just up my alley because I've always given to charity and donated my time in the past. And um, she submitted my name and, and I was interviewed and, and took on the role and then obviously fell in love with the charity straight away, fell in love with the operation, uh, the mahi, the mahitanga. It's, it's a really incredible place to be. Um, and as it grew into three nights, I was more than happy to take on the extra work to expand it and grow it. And yeah. 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 Um, I have, oh, I'm curious about, so every night people come in and they sit at tables, not necessarily with people they know? That's correct, yeah. I mean, we have a massive regular base of guests here. Um, you can almost predict the people in the queue um, at certain periods of the night and who turns up when. Um, and... The some of them, uh, we have a lot of single diners, a lot of the vulnerable come solo, and they often just sort of plug the gaps on tables of threes or fours where there's an, an odd seat, and they might just sit in the empty seat. So yeah, and we really encourage conversation to strike up between people. Um, I now know a lot of our regular guests by name, and quite personally, so I'll often, when I seat them, I'll introduce them to the table, just so we can instantly create a bit of a connection and get the conversation going. Not all guests want to chat. But yeah, it's we don't take reservations for that reason. It's a first-in, first-serve style of dining. Um, and y you just sort of, we, we bring people in and we just sit them in according to the size of their group and try and get them in. Um, and then obviously if there's a bigger group and there's no space, they just have to wait downstairs and, we, and we then we make the space available for them when the guests have finished dining, reset the table and then... And then bring them up as as we can. Yeah. Mm. And mm. how long do your queues get? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, it's we've seen the queue down from 60 Dixon Street all the way down over Cuba Street, down as far as that shoe store on the corner, right. Area 51, I think it's called. Yeah, like very long. Um, the queue will start forming around 5:30 at night. Uh, for those that are keen to come for dinner, I recommend sort of coming around seven onwards. That okay. that first hour is very heavy. Okay. Um, to put it in perspective, on Sunday night we did 160, and we did 120 before 7 p.m. So that last hour we only had sort of 40 through. So yeah, that's really. Um, but yeah, the queues get long. We do big numbers here. Mm. 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 And um, with the. When you have um, people's workplaces come in and do that kind of those group bookings or they're volunteer shifts, those ones. So yeah. they will just be helping; they yep. won't be doing yep. the dining as well. No, <laughs> okay. they might be. There's basically uh, four roles effectively across our volunteer platform. So yep. there's front of house, there's kitchen service, so that's just being part of the nighttime service. There's kitchen prep, yeah. um, and then there's dishwashers as well. So when a group is interested to come and book, there, there's like a, a template that I send out that describes the roles and the hours involved, and, and then they just decide what their team wants to do, and, right. and we just slot them in as and when needed and as and how they want to yeah. be part of it. Yeah. 
the volunteers get a feed as a oh, part of it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> okay, so no, no, that's absolutely part of it. Oh, no, staff <laughs> meal is a big part of it. Yeah. And, if, and most of the time the staff will actually experience three courses as well. Mm. So, no, 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 that's a huge part of it. That's part of the big bonus of, of volunteering yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how does it work? So you share, you have the space three nights a week and then the other four nights a week it's run as a restaurant. How does yep. that work in terms of, you know, your freezer space and stockpiling proteins and changeover between the shifts? Yeah, well, um, it operates very smoothly. We have, there's five freezers in that kitchen. Two of them belong to Everybody Eats and the other three belong to Kisa. The walk-in chiller is huge. They basically have half and we have the other half of it, effectively. Um, and then we have a big dry store out the back and we have a shelf dedicated to us and then they have shelves for them as well. And everything's very separate because obviously, um, you know, our food control, food costs, we need to keep all that, all the checks and balances uh, in, uh, correct. And so we just have our shelves, they have their shelves and we just operate independently. Um, we just have to make sure and vice versa that the kitchen's left immaculate mm. for each changeover and yeah. same with the restaurant. They have a professional cleaner coming up on the end of a Tuesday night, so everything's immaculate for them Wednesday to Saturday, and then they have a professional cleaner come in on a Saturday night that then leaves it immaculate for us as well. Right. Yeah, and we just clean uh, we clean on the days that we have it ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Man, it seems like a model that maybe more spaces could be using. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um. Can we, oh, can you tell us a bit about the money that <coughs> comes in and how that, because you're a registered charity, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're an, we're an NGO. Um, so we, op we operate on the Koha model, um, and that being that even though majority of our food is donated, we do have costs. We are an operating restaurant. We have, to, we have a lease. We have to pay electricity, gas bill, those sort of things. And then there's a very small percentage that are a wage cost. So Jacko and I get a small wage for running this place. Um, so we do have the same costs and obviously some food costs. So we do have the same costs that are incurred with other restaurants. They're just obviously not as high. And um, and the and the koha, it also, um, the quality of the food here, I can't speak highly enough of it. It really is exceptional. Um, and, a, and a lot of guests really want to give something for the experience and the, um, the, the just the dignity of being able to come and dine in a restaurant and, and be looked after and served and, and have three courses presented to them. So, I mean, it, it, it ranges in the koha on different nights of the week and we often have guests, sometimes we have a guest chef in the kitchen too and it fluctuates, but it is so that we can continue to operate as a restaurant mm -hmm. and, and cover our costs so that we can continue to do good and, and operating and hopefully in the future expand as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. How long are you committed to being here for? Do you, do you have a kind of an end date? <laughs> Me personally? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, everybody eats. Yes. Um, well, indefinitely, really. Right. That's the idea. And Nick is very keen for us to get to four nights a week in the future. Um, and I believe he is in talks with... Um, the guy who has the lease on the space. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, nothing's confirmed, nothing's set in stone. But he would like to expand because he does have a, a five-night-a-week operation in Auckland and I, I think he would love to get to five nights a week in Wellington too. I think the model would really work in Wellington, a five-night-a-week koha restaurant. Mm. D um, 
I guess you haven't been involved in the Auckland one, but I just wondered if it's d- have Wellingtonians <coughs> taken it taken to it as much as the Aucklanders? I th- apparently yes, yeah. and I think more so. Um, so roughly on average, over our three nights, we're feeding over five hundred people here. Wow! Yeah, it's big numbers, which is more than the Onihanga site does over five nights. So yes, there's there's absolutely demand. There's absolutely a need for more nights here. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing big, big numbers. This space seats 60, and we're rough averaging between sort of 160 to 180 a night. So we're turning it somewhere upwards of three times over in a two-hour period. Yeah. I have to say the space is looking very good as well. I feel like we didn't go into that enough before when we talked about it being the old big Coomera, mm. but it just has a very kind of understated elegance to it now that it's... I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's a l- really lovely space. The wood is, uh, it's soft, but it's sturdy. It's, it's got really lovely acoustics too when the music's on and, there's and, and it's full. It yeah. doesn't feel too loud and noisy. It's yeah. um, good for interviews when there's kitchen yeah. prep happening. <laughs> <laughs> now that they've turned the music <laughs> off. It is a beautiful space, actually. Uh, uh, Dean. Dean has the lease on here. Also owns Mr. Goes and Ombra, and uh-huh. he has the restaurant Kisa. He he did this. He designed this and, oh and nice. did this, and he's done a very good job. The toilets are really lovely as well. Beautiful, beautifully designed bar space, counter space, and the kitchen also is really, really well equipped and really well set up too. Yeah. Yeah. Just before we wrap up for the day, I you've made reference a few times to the exceptional quality of the food mm. <laughs> and the menus here. Mm. And as we speak, I think I can smell like some. Star anise, maybe, or something coming up. Oh, I wonder if you have. Do you know what's on tonight's menu, yeah. or do you have an example menu from the past that you could oh, talk yes. us through? Well, I mean, if you go to our website, everybodyeats.nz, and you look on tonight's menu, the menus are updated every day, but you can actually scroll through all of our past menus so you can see what we've been offering. Our menus are obviously designed daily based on what we've got and what we've been delivered. Uh, tonight on the menu, we have a pinto bean and parsnip soup. And that's coming with sourdough croutons. Uh, and then we have a meat main and a, a vegan main. And the meat main tonight, we've got, he's uh, got a brine. He's brined some pork roast and then he's roasted that. That's coming with uh, beluga lentils and um, roasted brassicas, cauliflower and broccoli. Um, oh, I have the menu. I can't think of the other few ingredients. And then the, the vegan main is... Um, mushroom arancini with the mm. same ac- uh, accompaniments and then dessert tonight we've got some baked apples which have been stuffed with like a banana cake banana bread that was actually our dessert on sunday night so they've been repurposed the leftover right. dessert as the filling for roast apples and that's wow. coming with whipped coconut cream and like and that fruit caramel that i was talking about earlier yeah so it is really it's always good food. It's really amazing. I encourage you to come and have dinner here, and I encourage all the listeners to come and have dinner here too. Yeah, it's an incredible dining yeah. experience, actually. Yeah. I think we will be. Mm. Um, all right, that's probably it for the day. Um, but, yeah, thank <coughs> you so much for talking to us and what an exciting operation you guys have going on. Good on you and your volunteers and also of the people who kind of take a chance and do something a bit different coming in here mm. yeah no uh, thank you very much no it's um i 
encourage everyone to come along and experience it um, and try our food and, and, and come and enjoy our restaurant space and, and the wonderful service. Um, and then if they enjoy that and they're keen to check out our website and get involved to volunteer as well. Yeah, there's um, we're always looking for more volunteers and it's a great, we've, we've created a wonderful community within the volunteer realm as well. Lots of friendships have been made and formed outside of work now, outside of volunteering here. So it is a really lovely place to be, both working inside and, and dining as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Mm. All right. Thank you, Jack. Very welcome. Thank you for having me.